Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Science Faction. The only show where a scientist, a comedian, and a comedian scientist come together to discuss science. Comedically. Hello, and welcome to Science Faction uh, 668. Science Faction, the newest, oldest site in the Americas, and what staves off dementia. Bobby... I you you I feel like I, maybe I'm a layman and and I, I call me crazy but I don't yeah. think I'm a doctorate in archaeology. Call me I have seen I don't think you are either. All three Indiana Jones movies and there's more than three now. I think there's like seven. You no, know, there, there's there's uh, there's five. But I thought you specifically didn't count the fourth one, and I wasn't aware. Of, and I was. I didn't. I didn't. And I'm not sure about the fifth. I don't. Uh, yeah. Would you like to do a science faction goes to the movies and checks out Dial of Destiny? I mean, if there is one movie, this movie was the genesis of you being here today. So. Yes, that's only because I met I met uh, the person who hooked me up with this podcast at an anti-Indiana Jones rally, which. Shockingly, thousands of people attend every year. You were uh, like, it's like a parody of the of the opening scene to the Last Crusade. You, uh, you know, you uh, you're yeah. a kid. You end up you end up seeing what you thought was a podcast crime happening in front of you, mm-hmm. and so you and your nerdy friends, of which I am a part, was one of, uh, end up uh, uh, at Comic Con, stealing the raw footage, stealing the files of a podcast. He ends up chasing us down. You steal. His, or he ends up giving you his hat out of respect, uh, and your father abuses you that was the opening yes <laughs> that was bobby's origin story yeah i uh, uh in one of them i'm picking up temple of doom and i'm pulling it away from him and i'm like it belongs in a garbage can <laughs> and he's like you, you know you're uh you're uh that's and that's how uh, that's how california timothy came into the legend <laughs> she just keeps screeching and screeching that's not i mean short round is the only thing that saves this whole goddamn boot never you know what never mind <laughs> that's yeah, yeah um, uh, adult Bobby does have a young Asian friend. It is offensive in every way, to every sense. Uh, dear, yes. Now, this is really interesting. You are not getting a like a repeat of last week's, even though we are once again talking about a possible contender for oldest site in the Americas, as well as a dementia uh, story, which both we did last week as well. But hell, sometimes science progresses, and like you know how every once in a while, like you read a story about how like one time the Connecticut lottery was the same two series of numbers, like the same series of numbers two weeks in a row, and the chances are like one in many millions that that would happen at any given this is, this time, given Magnolia. all the amount of times. You're not the times. narrator from Magnolia. You're not going to sit here and tell me about how <laughs> odd things happen all the time. You were, this wasn't, this wasn't a lightning bolt chance. This wasn't a number generator. This was you consciously deciding <laughs> to do two weeks in a row. I didn't consciously decide when these people would release their research. And these are like very important research articles. So I can't just leave them be. And I can't be like, oh, I did that one on Oregon last week. So I can't. I, well, anyway, what I was going to say was, listen, the, these sound like similar episodes. They're going to be vastly different because we're talking about very, very different things. Even if the subject of each of those particular articles is actually the same week to week. One of those crazy things to Two weeks in a row, the lottery numbers are the Listen, same. I, I, I know you, Bobby, and like you know, like you, you, you know, if you keep, you have, you have to give the forest time to replenish its jokes. If you just harvest all of the new world, new occupation of the world jokes every week, Bobby, there will be no new <laughs> jokes. You've, you've, you've kept, you've, you've, you've taken more than the earth can give, and and your difference of two wildly different articles is, oh man, new wildest sight in America. This one is three thousand years older than the previous one, and it's uh, from. 
Washington and not Oregon. Like, like that's those are two wildly different things to you. And maybe in your field that means a lot, but in the comedy community, you know, the well's dry, man. Like, uh, I, I like the idea that you used all of your occupation of the Americas jokes last week. Like you, you, you uh, on a list somewhere, you have like Beringier. I hardly knew her. And like, <laughs> I'm telling you, at, at the factory, at the New World Joke Factory. Like this, first off, labor is like we're, we're having a labor issues the same as anybody else. Okay, supply chain, yeah, we're having supply chain issues too. I can't put the packaging and finishes on some of these jokes that I that, and and a lot of these are getting returned. I just got hit from the Kamchatka Peninsula, and boy, are my arms tired from paddling a skim boat along the coast utilizing seabed resources. That's right. And that joke will get returned, and rightly so. And the most expensive and least <laughs> profitable part of my operation is returns, is shrinkage. <laughs> oh, and speaking of shrinkage, I, of course, am your host, comedian archaeologist Robert Timothy. With me, as always, is the ever-expanding co-host of this show, none other than our comedian, Mr. Damian Mercado. Damian, how are you doing this afternoon? Okay, yes, I... Did hit a fat, I think you're not allowed to call them gypsies anymore. I did hit a fat yes. woman from Romania, uh, elderly woman yes. from Romania, uh, while driving my car the other day. Uh, and she did mm-hmm. put a curse on me. Uh, she said expand. And yes, I have been yes. expanding slightly. I am. I am. I look like uh, I've uh, misbehaved at a Wonka factory, you could argue. Uh, this yes. is, it's, it is affecting my marriage. She didn't actually have any supernatural powers, though. You just use that as your excuse. You're like, finally, now it's nothing but but fucking Snickers bars and pizzas because the old gypsy lady told me I was allowed to. Ooh, Bobby, see, I went out of my way. I clunked up a joke to say old Roma woman. <laughs> and, and by the way, no, no, had she been the gypsy you're talking about, maybe I, maybe this curse wouldn't be self-inflicted. Maybe it would have been, uh, have some, uh, some, some, uh, dark witch magic. All right, Damien, new business idea. Whatever, we, we put out a company where whatever your vice is, like it could be cocaine, it could be food, it could be sex, uh-huh. we, cu- we show up one day when you're around friends and family, some large group of witnesses, where you like are doing something totally innocent, you're like taking a picture of your family and you're backing up as you're getting <laughs> them in frame and you accidentally stumble backwards into an old lady who falls down on the ground and starts screaming in what everybody assumes <laughs> to be a Roma language. And then, and then she gets up and she says like something, like if it was like cocaine she's like party harder or something and then like you're like oh i don't know what's happening i can't control this i just oh like and then from then on everybody's like wow he's really got off the deep end with that cocaine huh and they're like no hey bro it's not his fault he's an old partying gypsy that put a curse on him and now he has to do this i will help you bobby then listen Your wife has, I don't know what her, what her take, listen, I don't know what her take on the supernatural is if she has like that seed of, of wanting to believe, but once she sees her husband who hates cocaine, quote unquote, as far as she knows, turn into, turn into, uh, Chris Farley or John Belushi overnight. Yeah. Bobby, this is the coolest way. At this point, it's like a disability. Like you can't, you can't blame me. Like, what's your vice? Oh, I love like just screaming obscenities at children. Right before the gypsy encounter, that seems like a negative personality trait. Afterwards, that's like being in a wheelchair. You fall under ADA now. Like you're allowed to do. If it. my dad was smart enough, my dad certainly would have gone over, like overboard, to try to to do this to get out mm-hmm. of the, of a marriage he didn't want to be in. The problem was, it like you were doing cocaine. 
as you hit the gypsy lady, this doesn't work. <laughs> Who did you pay off? Also, that's your Aunt Maya. I know your Aunt Maya. You didn't even hire somebody out of the yellow pages. Oh, <laughs> uh, dear. Let's move right on to science article. From molecules to particles, this is Science Articles. By the way, that is patent pending business idea. I swear to God, we will get litigious on any motherfucker who starts a uh, uh, an old world witchcraft uh, a scam business. Unless you guys give us some kind of free coupons to start off the thing, so that all of a sudden we can we can alleviate our own vices. By the way, um, I I used to say all the time as like uh, like as my wife had me in something like like oh I forgot something. It's like yeah I'm sorry I uh, I hit a gypsy who remembered really well. Or I hit a forgetful, forgetful gypsy on the way home, or something, and and yeah, I know that's not cool to say. That this is me talking to my wife, and and we and we do try to do it better. However, um, she had never heard of this outside of this one Stephen King movie that apparently you and I are the only people who remember the trailer for. Yeah. This wasn't like, yes. it's not like we're making, like, we're commenting on Predator or some other super well-known IP. This, we've just been talking about hitting old Roma women, and nobody's been getting it for years. No, no, if you don't get it yourselves, it turns out that if you run over an old gypsy woman, she will curse you uh, to, if you want to lose weight, you will lose. It's it's one of those, like, the genie gives you what you want and that ends up killing you type thing. She makes you lose weight until you die, hence the movie Thinner. Uh, or in our movie, Party or, or whatever, <laughs> she's going <laughs> to... That's, that's how Andrew W.K. became Andrew W.K. <laughs> that's his tragic backstory. He begs for death every day. Article number one, newest, oldest site in the Americas. Uh, Bobby, my workers are on strike. They refuse to do to write any more um, new world jokes. Uh, they feel the working conditions, uh, th- th- the pay isn't good enough. They don't get benefits. Like they're just grinding themselves in the ground. They're not seeing their families. <laughs> Let's go ahead and start this by cl- by pointing out the fact that that uh, if you stopped writing jokes. Uh, for this show, everything would be exactly the same because you've never actually sat down and written jokes for this show. You're not only insulting me, you're insulting the t- team of uh, <laughs> that I have down at the Joke Factory right now. A team that's on strike until you decide to talk. I'm their chief negotiator, Bobby. And by the way, uh, while we may have run out of New World jokes, plenty of business-adjacent jokes. Now we're on strikes before we were talking about supply chain mm-hmm. issues. <laughs> yes, you can have one or two good HR quips before the time that the, before the story is over. Uh, so we did indeed. We just talked about a possible newest oldest site in the Americas last week, and we got an even newer one this week. One that's frankly even more exciting. This one comes from the other side of another continent, and specifically instead of you know Oregon in North America, Brazil in South America, and the evidence itself is a pendant with a hole drilled in it made of the bones of a giant ground sloth. We've talked about giant ground sloth giant before. Giant scantily act- clad ground sloth. It was Brazilian. That's true. It has <laughs> cauliflower ear and dressed in a bikini for some reason. I will picture sloths like that for a long time now. <laughs> uh, You're welcome. That's another one from the boys at the factory that you refuse to acknowledge. So the bones are called osteoderms, and these are actually interesting. This is kind of like what an armadillo has, and this is what giant ground sloth 
which are like bits of bone that are actually embedded in their skin. They act kind of like armor, like in the same way that like an armadillo has. And there were a bunch of these osteoderms within this particular cave, uh, a site called Santa Elena in Brazil. And of them, they found at least three that had human modifications to them, not just these drill holes, but they had polishing, multi-directional scratches, use wear traces, other evidence, but specifically these holes drilled through them to make them into pendants. And those holes were very consistent with human activity as opposed to animal activity, which is really, really interesting because these bones, which again, we can directly date. And I went and I checked, they had some OSL dates, they had some C14, they had every, they had a bunch of different types of dates and they all came back in the 25 to 27,000 year old range, which is crazy. If confirmed again, this would be the oldest site in the Americas. By far, actually, it blows away even the other contenders like White Sands, New Mexico at 23, Buttermilk Creek Galt at 18, the one we talked about, you know, last week around that same time, blows all of those out of the water. And it's pretty hard to argue that the holes, the drill holes were not, you know, human made. Now, the one caveat to this, it could be that humans occupied this area, found old bones of ground sloths that were sitting on the ground and then drilled holes in them. And so maybe the ground sloths died thousands of years before these humans drilled the holes in them. And then that's that's like the one caveat, but the, the bones themselves are dated uh, pretty well. And they're dated using multiple different types. Again, we had OSL dating or optical luminescence dating of quartz that was around them. They, we had uranium thorium dating of the bone itself, uh, which came back at 27. The, the OSL dates came back at 25. And radiocarbon date of charcoal in the same layer that was also at 27. So we have a lot of different stuff hinting that that there were people there at that time. And not only were those bones drilled in there, but while wildfires can occur, in general, concentrated charcoal is a pretty good sign that human beings were in that area. So we have some pretty good evidence now that it looks like humans were around in the last glacial maximum, maybe even slightly before out there in like 27,000 years. And by the way, this isn't one of those one-off sites where it's like, look at these tiny little artifacts with the holes drilled in them. These are the only things we have that show human modification, the only artifacts we have. Otherwise, other than that, we can't tell a lot, a lot of the fake archaeology sites. They also had a bunch of other artifacts that were there. They had calcite flakes, they had quartz and silex stuff, some of which could have been alls used to actually do the drilling. Now you mentioned charcoal. Uh, there, I believe there mm-hmm. also was like a kiss the chef, you know, uh, yes. type, you know, uh, other uh, like funny uh, irreverent dad humor that you'd find on, you know, cooking garments, you know, like an old, um, mm-hmm. I, I want to say like Flintstone, like a duck bill or like a beaver tail that was used to uh, flip burgers. If this was like a Flintstone's yeah, and a beer koozie that was designed <laughs> was designed to fit like a small clay pot. Evidence of drunk uncles fighting. <laughs> We've also described very different family gatherings. By the That's way. true. <laughs> One of our families is way more awesome than the other. <laughs> but both are carving up ground sloth. Yeah, <laughs> hey, uh, what do you want to do with this ground sloth bikini? Who wants to keep the giant bikini? <laughs> Every time we kill one of these things, you know, like, uh, usually somebody gets the wishbone, the bikini, things like that, you know. By the way, we're Italians in Brazil, eh? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
this stuff always uh, this stuff is is freaking awesome again as we talked about last week you know pushing back the occupation of the americas especially because obviously brazil uh, you know brazil is not all along the western coast of south america so that would imply that they had to get in there old old enough to to make it through the continent and get to this spot in brazil by 27k if everything gets confirmed on this this is going to be a record-breaking discovery this is going to blow everything else out of the water if we can confirm that 27k date that those alterations happened at 27k and not sometime later at you know like 20k which would still be an amazing site but if that is the that is something that we can confirm man we we really have like pushed that date back we've like almost doubled it in the last couple of decades absolutely fucking amazing and just think of what they were Think of what those individuals were experiencing. I mean, they had come in again on skim boats along the western coast and then like made their way through the fucking Amazon and end up in this place. There's no people and there's crazy huge megafauna running around. Like just what a weird world. They, they've you know? never seen sequins or glitter before. And now they're seeing it on these uh, giant ground sloth bikinis. And that what they, they yes. reflect the sun. Oh. Well, no, from what I understood, uh, they use the mammoths. And the giant ground sloths as the float, the parade floats. <laughs> then they would dance on top of the giant ground sloths and the mammoths. <laughs> My God, you know we 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 think modernity is where it's at, but the more we paint the picture no. of the past, it sounds freaking awesome. <laughs> This site, by the way, also has a bunch of rock art that is probably much, much newer that has a bunch of uh, animals, tapir and stuff like that around. So continuous occupation for a long time. Really, really, really cool. And I can't wait to see if this gets confirmed. And if so, what else is around in that area that we're going to start finding that is that old? A lot of beads. I think we'd imagine on the on the mammoth route. That's true. You know, flesh doesn't keep in the rainforest, but plastic beads and uh, glitter do. So I think that's probably mm-hmm. the next, that's where I'd focus my energy as a lay archaeologist. As an archaeologist who gets laid. Yeah, that's what I do. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, another video, another Sloth's Gone Wild video. How did these things even make it out of the 90s? We have porn now. Why are these even here? <laughs> they have a vintage. They have a vintage quality to them. I feel like a 13-year-old boy and I'm trying to keep my parents from the other room of seeing this video. Yes, my parents have been dead for years. But this makes me feel, this gives me a connection to them, watching these girls' ground sloths gone wild videos. <laughs> uh, dear article number two, what staves off dementia, crosswords or friends? Um, I was actually thinking about this and, and like, what's the crossword? In fact, what's better than a crossword, one can argue? And I would argue it's poning noobs in first-person shooters. And I plan on being an old mm. man. And I stay young because I'm still at at 40 years old, which is by the way ancient mm-hmm. in gaming years. I'm still teabagging yeah. teenagers. I'm still okay. I still have to keep uh, the n-word. I still have to mute people as soon as the n-word is said in gaming lobbies. You know, like I, I still bring it. And I think that's what keeps me young. It keeps my brain young. And I, I've, I've had a lot of drink. And I do a lot. This ins- insomnia I've had for the last three days. I do. I, I put my brain through a lot. But what keeps it agile isn't crosswords. It's not Sudoku. It's video games. Poning noobs. Sp- specifically, first-person shooters and poning noobs. Yes. And I will. And my brain will be sharp until 300 years after I die. 
You know what's funny, Damien? You might actually be hitting on what we're talking about in this article, because this is an interesting article that looks at a large group of seniors that were divided into two different groups and tested along with a control group. One group was given things like crosswords, quizzes, like little brain teasers, stuff like that. Some of them played chess online and stuff like that. Another looked at their social groups and social circles. It's because we've had a lot of evidence, or at least a suggestion of a lot of evidence, that's that you know constantly keeping socially active will keep you young. And what they found, here's a quote, the study involved 10,318 Australians aged 70 and older participating in the ASPRI project. They found that participants who routinely engaged in adult literacy and mental acuity tasks, such as education classes, keeping journals and doing crosswords, were 9 to 11% less likely to develop dementia than their peers. However, the size of their social network was not shown to have any difference. End quote. So this is really interesting because it suggests that it isn't that, you know, socializing and talking to Gladys over tea twice a week that is keeping you sharp. It is more of those mental acuity tests. Now, obviously, there's some Because your friends get dull, too, and you can just be dull together. You got to have somebody push you in the form of a game or competition or uh, a first to 10 death match or having a positive KD ratio. These are all things that push me. Yes. And kill Alzheimer's. Uh, what if there was a first-person shooter where you, you were shooting for Alzheimer's? Like, the, you were hunting around in the brain <laughs> of somebody just taking out amyloid beta plaques. Yeah, but, like, you kind of had to be really good. If you were a noob, you'd be in there just, like, cutting away, like, pr- frontal lobes and everything. You have to know what right. you're looking for, and that's... You gotta be... Oh, my God, bro. What if that's what Alzheimer's is? Like, what if... Noobs we in your all skull? have... S- yeah, what if we all have small versions of first-person shooter protagonists running around in our heads right now, and the ones who have Alzheimer's are the ones with the noobs who are shooting all the parts they're not supposed to be shooting? Oh, man. So anybody you see who's, like, sharp, that's like an their head is an expert game lobby. That's like a pro mm-hmm. game lobby. There's, like, pro gaming happening there. But whenever you see somebody, like, crippled by Alzheimer's, you just know that uh, this is he's a, he's a casual gamer. He hasn't picked up an Xbox controller uh, since he was in his teens. Um, he goes, he, it's his not arch- his fault. No, no, no. You, it's not his you fault. He has several that- kids in an archaeology shop, Davian. He can't help but cause <laughs> Alzheimer's in somebody's head. You, yeah, you misunderstand. It's not. It's yeah. It's 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 whose head you're in because you don't pick whose head you you materialize in. That would be insane, right? You just say it has to be a random thing where everybody logs on, and and you get put in different heads. It's got. I mean, there's got to be some rhyme or reason to it, I suppose. Like maybe it goes by like the VIN number of your last vehicle, and however that works, you get assigned into somebody's head, and you're just unlucky enough to get the noobs. By the way, uh, you could also sub out that for uh, the fighting game community. I just got Street Fighter Six that's mm. coming back. And oh my God, as bad as people say first-person shooters are in like, that community and like how much you might hear, because like, the people who play first-person shooters are like angry white nationalist types. The, uh. Uh, the person who plays like fighting games like Tekken is, are like, more like a ghetto from the street people who love. And so mm. like, if you beat somebody in a row, you'll get like a lot of very, let's say it's uh, uh, slang terms about how you're a bitch. In your inbox. I see. And like I, t- like I tell Lauren all the time, another, I'll, apparently I'm still a bitch, Lauren. Still a bitch. <laughs> well, I mean, they're not wrong. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you got it. When you're, you're right. When you're right, you're right. But, you know, there was a lot of reason to think that social interactions would be a big ca- big reason to keep people sharp. And we do see that with observational studies that a lot of times, you know, the social network and the social circle seem to predict 
uh, you know, whether or not somebody d- does stay sharp and kind of keeps themselves uh, active to some extent, despite dementia or, or to combat it. But I would say we got to think of causation correlation. It's like those people for whom dementia, ta- dementia takes over are much less likely to be going out and having tea with Gladys. And so we're probably seeing those correlations and thinking they have something to do with social interactions because those people are the ones who are still going to go out and do stuff. And meanwhile, you're not going to otherwise. Whereas when you break people into groups like this and you actually make people do crosswords and play chess and that kind of stuff, uh, then you can kind of see things a little bit better. And again, a 9 to 11% reduction in dementia, that's amazing. Like that's pretty substantial. We've talked on this show before about like, you know, even a few percentage points of statistically significant are a, you know, really interesting tool you can use for whatever disease you're studying. And when we talk about dementia, something that affects so many people and is so deleterious to your life when you when you have it, a nine to eleven percent reduction just by doing something like crosswords or or literacy classes or playing chess or something. That's a or three sixty no scope sniper kills from across the screen. You can land that. You you that 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 headshot might as well be say Alzheimer's on it. If you could land, if you mm-hmm. can get to the point where you're 50 years old and do a 360 no scope sniper uh, headshot, then. Uh, mm-hmm. By the way, do you know what that is, Bobby? If you that because you are somebody who at least knows the vernacular. That is when you press jump. Sure. Your character jumps, and then you have to do a 360, holding it so like you. And by the time you land, your your crosshairs have to be on that headshot, and you and you hit fire then. Very, very interesting. I have a feeling that what you should respond to from now on when somebody starts calling you such a bitch online, uh-huh. you should just gr- you should grumble under your breath. Uh, if I'm ever in your head looking for beta amyloid plaques, I'm just going to start shooting around. So, yeah. ha ha. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to troll your head so hard <laughs> as you're drooling as I'm just severing lobes, I guess. Which is like my nightmare. That is my new nightmare, by the way, is like people playing like a, like a, a game of explosive Goldeneye in my head, like explosives only. In your skull, yes. That's well, I mean, it's a good fear to have. You want to make sure you don't accidentally run into that. It would be pretty <laughs> devastating. I don't know the likelihood of it, but if it does happen, it would be rather devastating. The other reason studies like this are really interesting is not only because it, can it give you good advice, you're like, all right, well, I guess, well, you know, I'm going to have to start picking up the old Sudoku or the crossword or something, something soon, just keep myself sharp. Gives you good advice. But also another thing is that it hints at the underlying mechanisms. Because if we are not seeing that strengthening from social relationships and social bonds and stuff like that, but we are from things like crosswords and chess, well, then that gives us a hint as to not only how to stave off what's going on with dementia, but what might be causing it. And so every time we see these studies, especially ones with big end numbers like this, over 10K, every time we see studies like this, it essentially is zoning in closer and closer on what the actual target is that we need to hit to like kind of reduce dementia. So not only do you have this 10% reduction, which is again, a big deal, but the potential for further reductions that could be many times, you know, many fold greater because we're gonna have a better understanding of what's actually going on. But I mean, uh, the, the things that signal dementia and Alzheimer's are all over the place, like tinfoil. Negatively correlated yeah. with was Alzheimer's. Also, what, what was it? What was that vaccine? Which which I'm I've been telling everybody Posi- about. Positively correlated. Yep. Well, the vaccine positively correlates. It's what's it called again? No, no, no. I've been t- Vaccine would negatively correlate. Okay, I apologize. Uh, I apologize. Yes. You're right. Listen to Bobby. Although. Listen to me, and then until you go Google it, <laughs> then listen to Bobby. Listen to the one who could do the 360 no-scope jump f- flippy thing? I don't know. Uh, yeah. Did this, you, th- you can listen to this asshole who can't even 360 no-scope? No. Uh, uh, so... <laughs> 
Listen to me. Anyhow, what's the name of that vaccine? Because I have been telling people about it. How did you forget the big cock gains vaccine? Big, I knew, I did. I was, I was trying to reverse engineer it. The problem is there's like so many euphemisms for cock. And I'm trying to remember. Like, I thought, uh, anyhow, big cock gains. I just big imagine you sitting and you're, you're, you're in a bar and two like doctors are like discussing Alzheimer's. They're like, yeah, I, well, there's some interesting Alzheimer's research. And you can't remember, but you desperately wanted the, co- the conversation. So you're just like, ah. Ah, and then you just yell, big cock gains! Big cocks! Big cock gains! <laughs> they 5150 me. He needs electroshock. <laughs> uh, I was actually, we were closing out, I was recording a live stream of sci- of all, of Awful Neutral today. A great episode. By uh-huh. the way, tune in every week. We live stream at 11. Awful Neutral. Dungeons & Dragons themed. Very funny podcast. Uh, but I was uh, promoting science faction and I was uh, and I was like, no, I have Alzheimer's. I'm trying to get them. But I was like, tell you what, just go back and listen to every episode of science faction. The cure to Alzheimer's is in there. Uh, I, uh, you can save your grandparents. And I even told them like how, and by the way, even if they are already suffering from Alzheimer's, it's still, as long as it's not super advanced yeah. Alzheimer's, maybe your ship will stop getting swept out to sea. You'll drop anchor. You're not going to come back to port, but you could at least drop anchor. <laughs> Uh, dear. Thank you, audience, for coming back to sci- for Science Faction 668, where you learned all about the oldest site in the Americas and what staves off dementia. Thank you so much for joining us, and come on back next week for Science Faction 669. Are you sure it's the big Christopher Gaines vaccine, Bobby? Or if you look a little closer, is it the Garth Brooks vaccine? I got vaccines in low places. You've been listening to Science Fiction. Wait, that's not right.